Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Jackie Berg. Jackie is Senior Vice President of Marketing for Olo, a leading on-demand commerce platform powering the restaurant industry's digital transformation. Since Jackie joined Olo in 2014, the company has grown exponentially from startup to publicly traded company processing millions of orders per day. Prior to Olo, Jackie has held tech marketing roles and has been agency side, researching consumer insights for companies like Applebee's, Reebok, and Sam Adams. She is passionate about the evolution of the restaurant space and is leading Olo's in-car ordering R&D work with BMW Labs. Jackie has appeared as a speaker and panelist at restaurant and consumer technology events by BTIG, Cleveland Research, Data Essential, the Global Culinary Innovators Association, and others. Jackie, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you spending it with us. Thanks, Brian, for having me. Excited to be here. So for those that aren't familiar, what is Olo? How is it different from other restaurant tech that might exist? Yeah. So if you've ever ordered a burger from Shake Shack on their app or a salad from Sweetgreen, you've used Olo probably without even realizing it. So we are an on-demand commerce engine that sits in the center of a lot of activity that happens in the restaurant space. So think ordering, delivery, customer intelligence. It's an exciting place to be in terms of the digital transformation that's happening in the restaurant space. And that's really been exponential for the past decade or so. And so Olo is at the center of a lot of that activity. We process millions of orders per day uh, for our brand, supporting 75,000 restaurant and other retailers' locations across the U.S. and Canada. So, you know, I think the interesting thing that's happening today is consumer demand is coming from a bunch of different ordering channels. You know, Brian, you might have an affinity for DoorDash and I might typically order direct. And so having the right infrastructure and tools to manage that in one place you know, launching your brand direct channel, integrating third-party marketplaces for delivery, new and emerging technologies that we're seeing coming onto the platform are all super exciting. So we've got hundreds of partners on the platform as well. So restaurants are essentially picking and choosing their ideal tech stack, and that all works with Olo as the core commerce engine. And in terms of how we differentiate, I'm always thrilled to hear, like I just did on a call just before now, when customers mention that they're not just coming to Olo for software, they're coming to us for thought leadership, thinking about how to maximize that digital program. And, you know, I think from a brand perspective, it's always interesting for me in the marketing seat, because these companies have been building brands for many years, in some cases, upwards of, you know, 60 plus years using IHOP as an example. And so the restaurants that come to Olo are looking to have help with extending those relationships in the digital space. And so, you know, for many of our brands, it's how do you drive as many people to direct channels as possible? How do you build relationships, get the customer intelligence and kind of getting get it working from you to build your brand? Shake Shack and Sweet Cream are primary food groups for me. It's That's a balanced food pyramid, I think. Appreciate you saying that. The pandemic has impacted many, many industries, of course, including the restaurant category. When we connected beforehand, you shared that at the outset of the pandemic, Olo deprioritized growth marketing and instead focused on helping your customers better operationalize. You touched on this a little bit just before, people looking to you for thought leadership, not just for software. Can you walk me through the steps that were required to make this change? Like, How did it impact the type of content that you created, the messaging that might live on social media or your blog? And did you reallocate ad spend in a meaningful way? Yeah. So the shift that happened there was when we really realized we moved from a core technology to a support pillar for essentially a service business that was now essential. So I remember in spring 2020, the CTO of Shopify said something like every day is Black Friday when you're running an e-commerce company. And that was resonant for us because this is volume that we'd been 
preparing to scale for, for years, but the pressure was really on to keep things running smoothly and just a tremendous effort behind the scenes to make that all happen. And meanwhile, in the brand perspective, we're seeing a lot of brands in those early moments of the pandemic, turning the dial up on self-service messaging. Some are even kind of taking credit for being saviors to the restaurant industry. And I remember that didn't sit well with us for a number of reasons. So we kind of did the opposite of what every marketing team in the world is staffed to do and went pretty quiet PR wise, which is not natural for us. And, you know, we weren't really seeking wins during that era uh, or credit for those wins, I should say. But what we did was really shift our time to be hundred percent focused on helping brands operationalize ordering and delivery, like you mentioned. And so growth wise, we had our inbound engine running calls were still coming in. I'm sure you'll remember the early days in the lockdowns meant that for restaurants, takeout and delivery was pretty much 100% of the sales mix. And that was new for a lot of brands who were, you know, maybe five, 10% of sales were coming from digital. And so there was a lot of work to be done to help consumers adopt and help our customers uh, adapt that new environment. And so from a content standpoint, we really looked at what tools were going to drive the, the biggest return. So, you know, looking at things like what, what our high volume brands were doing running education playbooks on things like, you know, how do you, you know, shift your sales to digital? And if you do have, you know, strain on your systems, what does that look like? What tools are available to you? And I guess in terms of budget and ad spend, so our biggest budget shift was a campaign that we did uh, in spring 2020. It was called the Gratitude Campaign. We did a series of thank you videos to essential workers in the service industry and restaurants in particular. So we had 15 and 30 second spots and sort of juice some spend there actually targeted folks with chef and delivery driver, store operator, store manager and their titles across different social channels and really wanted to target that to our community running the stores as well and just give a message of thanks. And it was a really turbulent time and thought that we would do the greatest good by shifting the spotlight away from us and just really offering gratitude. The relationship between marketing sales is spoken about a lot, but the relationship between marketing and customer success isn't always as front and center. So if operationalizing current partners was key, what have been some of the content and messaging staples that you've built in support of customer success? And in an instance like this, are you measuring usage and retention as opposed to net new sales opportunities like you might for a regular marketing campaign? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting shift there. And our customer communications function was built in a massive period of growth for the company when we really felt like marketing could help scale some of the comms and tools around utilization. So like you mentioned, kind of a different metric that you're, you're measuring on. So that was all really born out of a business need that we felt like we could help influence and, and bring some different metrics to the table. And so usage and retention are important to us. Net promoter score is a key metric that we look at every day. We've got an ops team that is conducting interviews around the clock uh, for NPS and CSAT interviews, and that really helps inform the content strategy. And so we've gotten a front row seat to what some of the misconceptions are with the platform, where communication breakdowns are happening, and, and how marketing can help. And of course, the customer success team is doing that kind of on a one-to-one basis. We're able to do that on a one-to-many basis. And so those channels are just a gold mine of opportunity data for us. And so our director of marketing who leads customer communications is regularly meeting with customers and CSMs, customer success managers to really understand what the needs are. And then kind of on a different side of the marketing house, we're building out our product marketing function here at the company where those KPIs are based on those influencing those underutilized aspects. So usage, like you mentioned, running campaigns to support adoption, 
And for us, I know, you know, from a commercial aspect, a lot of it's around, you know, upsell, but there's also, I think a a value standpoint that you can take with, it's not just about monetization. There's a lot of free things that for a platform like ours, we've built in that can really help tremendously. So, you know, if you're in that position as a marketer, what I've found to be helpful is just making sure strategic priorities, no cares are lined up with those tools and things that you're doing kind of at the ground level to help influence things maybe faster than individual conversations with a one-to-one customer might be able to do. So what channels are you using to communicate best practice content for your existing customers? You're selling into Denny's and my favorite Shake Shack, but it's the managers at location that need to use the platform, right? So how do you get this content in front of this local cohort? It feels almost like a B2B2B type of strategy in some ways. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Yeah, we usually say B2B2C, but I guess you could technically say B2B2B2C, but that's a mouthful, so we don't, <laughs> don't say that. But it, there's an interesting opportunity here because Olo does not have a consumer-facing presence, but there's consumer-facing layers to what we do. It's all white label, so it's opened up some interesting opportunities for our team where we don't necessarily want to promote ourselves through the software and the interfaces. But to your point, we need to educate on the best practices. So that's been a fun challenge for us. And I think from a comms perspective, just for our company in particular, it's a delicate balance between, you know, kind of the restaurant brand customers who are owning the the program, they're managing the messaging, and we're really working in support of that. And each brand kind of has different preferences when it comes to education. So we're doing a lot of testing to see what's resonating and what's not, and starting with segmentation, looking at kind of needs of various audiences without overcomplicating kind of at the expense of customer experience, which I think can happen sometimes with segmentation. But as you pointed out, we're selling into the corporate team. And so in many ways, they set the strategy for the program. And so there's lots of levers they can pull to make their program effective. So for that audience, we're focused on enablement education. So we might be working with a CMO or a director of IT. And so we think about what is most helpful that we can do to allow them to really excel at their jobs. And so store managers and franchisees using the software, it's a completely different environment. They're busy, you know, even with NPS, like I mentioned earlier, you've got pop-ups running on the dashboard. We've heard feedback saying like, hey, I'm trying to run a restaurant here and you're bugging me with this pop-up. So we understand that it's a fast-paced environment. We have to really orient our thinking and our content around shortcuts and ways to make their lives easier. And I think In a lot of cases, it might be getting to the fastest answer on something like, how do I issue a refund or what do I do if a delivery driver cancels? So, you know, kind of pulling back from that, one thing that's been effective kind of getting out of the day-to-day management of the program is core reminders of of how you can kind of run the best program. So we've got a twice monthly email. It's called the Take Five, five quick bullets on the can't miss items on our platform. So new features, best practice considerations. And we really try to, to orient that around a short window of time and it has an exceptional open rate. I think it's close to 40 or 50% every time on a, a massive list. And working with our product team as well, I, I think pulling in those communication bits, content bits into interfaces, if you also work at, you know, I think a, on a SaaS platform, that's essential um, is partnering with product to do that. So a couple of things that we can do to influence that. I'll get you out on this question. Can you talk a little bit about Beyond 4 and what is the Netflixication of the community? Yeah. So Beyond 4 is the name of our customer community. So kind of taking the the customer comms piece of it a step forward. Um, 
And so that was born out of a need to really unite our customer base. Um, we've got a lot of digital leadership in our community. And so we, we came up with the name Beyond Four because it's all about going beyond the four walls of the restaurant. And so digital is obviously extending that landscape out into the world. And so the brands have sort of extended how they've shown up and how they transact and, and uh, you know, utilize their systems accordingly. And so first um, iteration of that was a customer conference. Um, we've had two of them now. We did not have one last year. It's really one of our favorite parts of the year when we're able to hand the microphone over to those that have spent a lot of time on the platform. They can help improve it. They have really sharp perspectives about how to use certain things and kind of bringing that community together has been just a huge unlock for us and uh, also looking for ways to kind of extend that through the year because this is really now a community of digital experts who can all learn from one another. So that's been really fun to see it kind of take a life of its own. And in terms of the Netflixification, that's hard to say, um, we did not have a customer conference this year. So of course, um, you know, obviously with the travel landscape and, and the pandemic, we decided that we did not want to hold yet another Zoom uh, webinar panel. What, we were already Zoomed out at the time. So one of the things that we did was create uh, our conference in sort of Netflix form. So we invested a lot in content production. We worked with our agency on basically bringing the conference to individual settings. So we had five or six different conversations with digital leaders about how the last year had been for their business, what lessons they had moving forward. And so that got great adoption. I think, you know, from a marketing standpoint, we're always trying to think about what can kind of break the mold a bit, especially when, you know, everyone's enduring a trend or a, you know, in this case, a, a massive global pandemic, which shifted everyone's attention span, shifted everyone's focus. And so we wanted to give an opportunity to, ste to step away from the typical kind of way of doing business and got an amazing response from it. Um, you know, most people tuned in and watched upwards of two hours of content. So that was a huge success metric for us and um, something we're looking forward to extending. And I think just handing the microphone to your your customers is the most powerful way, I think, to, to learn about your product, learn about their challenges and opportunities, which is a lot of fun. Joined today by Jackie Berg of Olo. Jackie, thanks so much for all your time and your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Take care.